0: What's up, everybody? Hope everybody's having a great week so far. Hope everyone had a good Monday. It's going to be an exciting night for us here at the podcast. Got some exciting news if you guys can't tell by the background. up everybody? Hope everybody's having a great day. Starting off the week right. Woo, it's gonna be a special one tonight, guys, for everybody. Yeah, tonight's nice, the big 50 50th episode. You guys know what it is. What's up, Jay's Reptile? Rep to the life. Thank you for the positive Monday post. I always try to keep it positive on Mondays. We're always upset about Mondays. It's something that you know isn't always that great. They need to be positive, even more positive about the great things. Man, can't see Josh, though. <clears throat> How's your shoulder? I don't even want to talk about it. i heard for like three days. Can you guys hear me? You're we hear you, Josh.
1: <laughs> ah, cool. I didn't really right,
0: right clear, bubba.
1: Hold on, give me one second. <laughs> Woo! What you doing over there, dabbing Over there?
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, for the big fifty, I, I usually smoke. But I was like, you know,
1: man, it's it's dabbing. crazy that it's already been fifty. Woo. All righty, hold on. Heading back inside. Give me a second.
0: Party, party. All right, guys. For everybody tuning in that didn't know, tonight is our 50th episode of the Pagona Experience podcast. Um, we've been doing this for over a year oh. now. Uh, it's been a blast. It started off literally just as me and Josh going live talking about... Uh, <laughs> probably know and it, it's just all evolved to what it is today and uh so today's podcast is actually going to be all about genetics you're a lot of feedback coming up from you uh from your background Josh
1: sorry man all right I'm on that uh, better
0: the face, the man, the all right guys so tonight's episode is going to be about genetics, um, traits, anything uh, along those lines. We're going to try to go through and explain it all for you. Uh, if you guys got any questions, feel free to drop them in the comments. Um, we'll go over everybody's questions. And of course, i like to give a big shout out to all the sponsors. The sponsor podcast. have happened. We got John from Dragons got Travis from Cool Dragon. Wow, I said that wrong.
1: No, no, I got that right.
0: Travis from Cool Dragons, Colin from Superfly Dragon Guy, Steven from Sapphire Dragons, Uh, Christy from JK Dragons, Jason from High Desert Dragons, and Ryan from Friesi's Reptiles. So shout out to all the sponsors that make the podcast possible, you guys. We'll have some new merch coming soon available to all the Patreon members. So Tonight, we're going to be talking about genetics, guys. We're going to be talking also about traits, uh, polygenic traits, recessive genetics, co-dominant genetics, uh, what it means to be um, het or heterozygous for something, uh, for a trait, Um, incomplete dominance. Uh, So, we're going to try to touch uh, a little bit of everything. So, if you guys got any questions, please drop them in the comments. And remember, any badges that are purchased through the live um, until the end of February are going to be all donated to U.S. ARC. Right now we are at $773 um, raised for the, the month of February. If we could get to 800 or exceed 800 that would be awesome. So feel free to, to drop a badge if you, guys, if you guys are liking what you hear to show you guys' support. Um, so first, we're gonna touch on sixty-six percent, please. So we're we're gonna go over that. We're gonna go over what fifty percent means, sixty-six percent, and how a fifty percent or a sixty-six percent goes turns into a hundred percent. So um, definitely stay tuned. If if that's what you got, if you guys don't even know what we're talking about, and you plan on breeding bearded dragons, definitely stay tuned. This is the episode that everybody should be um, should be tuned into. So first polygenic traits, um, and those are going to be like your colors. Okay. So you, yellow, I'm not going to say citrus cause citrus is a specific, um, color trait, right? <clears throat> but your yellows, your oranges, your reds, um, those are all going to be polygenic. So you, you would, uh, line breed for them or, or, um, breed other animals that are more red to try to produce uh, even redder dragons. So it's a polygenic trait. If both parents um, show it and you breed them together, you're trying to um, get offspring that are more visual for whatever it is, uh, more red, more orange, more yellow. Um, So that's a polygenic trait. That's actually not a morph. A lot of people will be like, well, what about the red morph? Um, That's actually not a morph. It's just a trait, guys. So don't get that confused. Um, Also, uh, blue bars. Blue bars is also a polygenic trait. So that's something that if both parents carry it, uh, most likely the offspring are going to produce more of it. But uh, it's not something, it's not uh, a morph or something that is like recessive that you can breed for. Um, it's be, a line breeding trait. And you can't be het for blue bars,
1: which I've heard before. <laughs> yeah,
0: you can't be het for blue bars. <laughs> if it doesn't have it, it's not gonna pass it on polygenically. Um, yeah. Unless it's like a whiplitz or a zero that you for some reason have in your blue bar project, you won't visually see it, but it could polygenically pass it on to its offspring. Um, if its parents were very strong with blue bars, but wouldn't really make sense. So don't do that. Um, color stripes. Actually, uh, one of Josh's favorites. Yeah. Um, color stripe is actually not a morph, it is a trait. So if both parents have the color stripe and you breed them together, you're going to get better looking color stripes, thicker color stripes, more color stripes. It's actually not a morph. A lot of people. Um, get it confused with genetic stripe, which we'll get into later, but uh, color stripe is completely different. It's the two stripes down the, the dragon's back. Um, usually it meets at the tail, starts at the head, and it's another color, so most of the time I see it, it's orange or dark red.
1: Yeah. I've seen them, I've, I've heard them be called color stripes, visual stripes, um, but it all just depends on who you're talking to, but a color stripe is what it's, it's a color. And then I know there's some dragons that, um, I had a male that I bought him as a genetic stripe, but he wasn't, he just had a really nice visual stripe, but it wasn't perfect. So it was a stripe, but it it wasn't a straight line. It was kind of like, kind of like chalky. And um yeah. he never produced um a uh, genetic stripe. So it's something else to think about. <clears throat>
0: so color stripe guys um it's not like a or recessive trait that you could breed for it's polygenic so it's something you have to line breed both parents have to have it if you want to produce more of them or better like phantom dragons um they have the color stripe that they call the phantom stripe that is uh, a line that they've been breeding for like 16 years so it, it goes very far back um it is a color stripe but it's their specific color stripe that they've been breeding for for a long time
1: and they have and with the phantom stripes because i, I i'm really into the, the color stripes the phantom stripes have different like uh like grades i guess so like i've heard people say that they have an a1 phantom stripe meaning that that the color is pretty much like a genetic stripe because the colors don't break at all they just go straight down the back and then there are some that are less desirable that you know are obviously less quality. So I know Phantom Stripe, they do have like almost like grades like uh, grade A, grade B, grade C. Um, and I know somebody that I think she has a, uh, well, at least when he was a baby, he was an A or like the high grade uh, color stripe. So which is our Phantom Stripe, so which is pretty cool.
0: Okay. Sorry guys, the tortoise was tearing shit up in the room again. I swear. I'm not gonna start putting him in a tote or something when I do lives. It's always <laughs> in the back jacking up stands. And, uh, only does it during lives though. Yeah, of course. Um. So also, uh, uh, one of the another polygenic trait that can be passed on is the tiger, um, the white stripes that are the White tiger stripes that go down the back of a bearded dragon. Um, a lot of people uh, don't breed it as much anymore. Or it's not like as predominantly produced, um, but it used to be a huge thing. So everyone used to be like, Yeah, I got hypo tigers. Like, tiger used to be a huge thing.
1: But Rainbow it's literally
0: the white stripes that go in a tiger design down the bearded dragon's back. So um, the more that that your dragon visually has these tiger stripes. If both parents have them and you breed them together, you're going to have better tiger stripes. So, um, with all polygenic traits, if both parents have it, that's what you're shooting for to breed them um, like a polar. Uh, so, polar, I'm not going to touch on that one because I personally just don't know. What is it? About it. Um, polar, I, I don't. Know enough about it to even comment, but um, to me, it's like a white hypo. Like,
1: so, but oh, oh, I I know what you're talking about. They they look, <laughs> they're like bootleg zeros. Is that you are talking
0: about. Kinda. They just so.
1: Yeah, I have no idea either.
0: I'm gonna hold on, guys.
1: Like I've if if he's what if um if what Jeremiah's talking about is what I'm
0: thinking about. It's like.
1: They're like zeros, uh, but they're not like, I don't know how to describe them. But like they have
0: polar or trans white hypo. Okay. So yeah, it was a white hypo. It's just, it also has the, the cha- trans gene in it. So a polar is, it, it gets that gummed up look from the trans, but it's also a white hypo. So it's not right. a zero. Any... It has white pigment. It still, it still has pattern on the back, but usually the patterns like gray or dull.
1: Yeah, Jeremiah. I'm not seeing any of the comments, so I don't know why. But
0: you're not seeing any of the comments.
1: The last comment that I saw
0: was uh, Draco uh, thirty five twenty nine that joined. That's the last comment that I saw. Well, Evolution Dragons said, "What's up?" Um, yeah, I'm not Green seeing it. X it dropped no. in there. We got LA Exotics in the chat. So thank you guys. Remember, you guys, if you get in the chat and you just start talking it up, um, that does help us. You know. Uh, Also, if you go down to the bottom corner where the little paper airplane is and share this video, this live video with all your friends, it helps us a lot. So um, if you can't buy a badge tonight, support us uh, monetarily. Please just support us the freeways, guys. Comment in the lives. Talk to us. Ask questions. Share the live with all your friends. Um, All of this helps us out right now. (laughs) Writing it down. Don't be you know, if you got any questions too, don't be afraid to ask. So those are all the polygenic traits that we're going to talk about tonight. So um, colors as far as red, orange, yellow, whatever the colors are that um, you're trying to get, those are polygenic traits. Um, Yeah, please. Like John said, share this live right now, guys, because I'm going to get a million questions from all your friends about how you talked about this live. And they're going to be like, what did you say about this part? And I'm going to have to be like, just go watch the live. <sighs> so they can watch it now. Instead of having to watch it. Get them in here. Maybe they have some questions. So,
1: Hey, I'm going to hop back in because I'm not seeing any of the commentary. Right? All
0: right, hop back in. All right. So we got colors, blue bars, color stripe, and tigers. Um, so the, the, those are all polygenic traits that are passed down. From parents, um, that if you breed uh, both parents ha- carry the trait and you breed them together, you're going to produce offspring that visually show that trait better. That's what polygenic means. So if you got two red dragons and you put them together, you're hoping to get better looking red dragons. Uh, All right, I'm back. Next, we got recessive gene. All right, hold on. I gotta put this guy in a tub. <laughs> He's gonna tear. Who the turtle? <laughs>
1: Alright guys. It's I a Salkata, it. right? That's the one you got? The Salcata turtle? What? Tortoise? He's a Salcata?
0: Yeah. What is it? So he? I have a uh, uh a rescued male sulcata. He's got some pyramiding going on from his um last family or whatever, but uh for some reason it's not he wants to move my freaking my hatchling rack all over the place. They're funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, back, back, to, back to what we were talking about. So recessive genes, um, these are probably the most confusing ones for everybody to understand. Oh, sorry, it's going to get loud. Hold on. The boys. <laughs> All right. The boys are out. All right, guys. So recessive genes, I'm going to... Kind of just read through all of them real quick, and then we'll touch on each one. So zero, Whiplitz, wiro, translucent, hypo, and leatherback. Leatherback can be recessive. Um, we will talk about that here later. But uh, the zero gene is the all white dragon. For all of you guys that don't know, I actually have a zero. We can.
1: I think that's your male, right? Or is it the female?
0: Uh, no, female zero. Female. Male Whitlock. So male. This with. is my female zero. Here you guys can see she's really uh, really nice and white. So the zero gene really is just a zero pigment, like it's all white. It has nothing kind of the the end gene right because it but
1: they do have like gray
0: like a like a gray tint to them though the zeros so they're gray when they get cold yeah like they're warm they look super white like my camera can't. yours is a hypo zero yeah hypo yes she's head for trans, trans um So then we got Whitblitz, which Whitblitz is the patternless gene. Um, It does sometimes get confused with Mm -hmm. uh, the zero gene because they can be gray. But um, they also have color. And zeros have gray shoulder pads. So if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, the little shoulder pads that are right below the neck, um, zeros will have gray or black if they're they're not hypos, um, shoulder pads. Um whiplets do not have shoulder pads, they have no coloring right there. Um they have the shoulder pads, they just have no coloring on it. So whatever color the dragon is, if it happens to be a, a high colored red wits or yellow, um it'll be the same color as the dragon. You won't be able to tell any difference um in the shoulder pads. And that also is how you uh So a lot of people get confused and and don't know how to tell a Wiro from a Zero. Well, a Wiro is a dragon that is visually Whiplets and visually Zero. But the only way you can tell is because it doesn't have the shoulder pads. So it being visual Whiplets, it'll be white just like the Zero, but it won't have shoulder pads. That's how you can kind of tell the the Wiro from a Zero is um, the shoulder pads, guys. So whiplets is patternless. It can be colored. Um, it just won't have like it won't have the the dragon uh, or the the tiger lines. It won't have color stripes. Nothing. It'll be patternless. It's back. Will just there will be no pattern. It'll be colored. Um, then we have the translucent gene, which also there's uh, a ton of controversy around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh. So the trans gene, some people, the, the biggest like uh, thing that I actually kind of just learned about this morning is people are saying that they have partial trans dragons, right? Well, there's no such thing as partial trans. Partial trans isn't a thing. Like, it's, people are just making that up. Um, sometimes dragons that are translucent will not have black eyes. OK, and that is where people are saying they have a partially trans dragon, but yeah. uh, it's not if it's trans and it's visual for the trans gene, then it's translucent. There's no partial about it. It's either visual or it's het for it. OK, and if it's vet and if it's het, it's not partial. It's just het. het don't, yeah. don't change the words. Don't confuse people. Um, shout out to the two people that bought badges tonight. I think Cool Dragons was one of them. I just saw you come up. So appreciate that, Travis. Um, people can. Yeah, f- so a trans dragon can have colored eyes. And. Uh, Eclipsed eyes. Yeah. I, so I've seen, or I haven't seen it. I read, because all my trans dragons have black eyes. Um, but. Full trans, but won't. Yeah. So partial trans, full trans, but won't display full characteristics. If that if that is exactly what uh, I hope most of you meant by partial trans, right? Is it doesn't show the black eyes. Um, some dragons will be born with black eyes, lose the black eyes, and then it'll come back later on in life. So sometimes they'll lose it and it'll never come back. Sometimes they'll lose it and it'll come back and they'll get the black eyes again um but if if your dragon is trans which you should know when it's a baby you'll see through the stomach the stomach will be all blue or purplish looking um it'll have the the gummed up scales so it'll almost look like the scales are like your fingernails that are kind of clear at the tips and stuff um those are all characteristics of the translucent gene right and uh it helps saturate dragons bring out the color um but just know that if someone is saying that the dragon is trans visual at all um there's it's not partial okay there's no partial it's either visual for the gene or it's het for the gene um and het just means heterozygous, which means it carries the gene, but doesn't visually show it. Okay, guys, that's why I don't want anyone to get confused with the partial, because they might think, you know, if it carries it, is it partial? Because, you know, one of its alleles is. But anyways, so um, next one is hypo. Uh, and all, for all recessive genes, both parents have to be carrying the gene. So, um, and this isn't like a trait, this is a gene. So, they have to be carrying the gene to reproduce um, trans dragons. So, it either has to be het for trans or visual for trans to produce other translucent dragons. Any of these recessive traits, they will have to be carrying the gene. So, they'll have to either be het or they'll have to be visual. Um, and bred to a, another visual or a, another het. So like the hypo, um, if you want to produce hypo, you either have to breed it to another hypo dragon or another dragon that is het for hypo. Um, if the, if you have one visual dragon for hypo and the other dragon doesn't carry the gene at all, the offspring are going to be 100% het for hypo. Because one mean- cat- was visual, so all of the offsprings are gonna be carriers of the gene. I probably lost a ton of people right there. No, I mean
1: it's it's like a puzzle. Like if if both the parents have two pieces, they'll make a full puzzle. They can't
0: yeah. It's possibility. You know, sometimes the puzzle doesn't get made. And
1: and like like I've people that had a clutch of twenty and they were trying to prove out um uh you know their 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 parents and they've had all had hypos and one was a visual that means both car- parents carry or hypo even if one out yeah. it which is kind of hard to just have one baby but um that's visual is those parents are now 100 percent heads no matter what we're, bottom we're
0: going to talk about why those dragons turned into 100 percent heads right yeah um, Leatherback, so leatherback can be recessive, um, but it's more of an incomplete dominance uh, type thing going on, right? So if a normal scale and a leatherback, which are both co dominant traits, are bred together, uh, you're going to produce leatherbacks and you're going to produce normal scales, right, in the clutch. But all of the normal-scale dragons now carry the leatherback gene, right? So they're almost het for leatherback. But it's an incomplete dominance because they're both co-dominant traits. It's not a a recessive trait. So it's an incomplete dominance because both co-dominant traits um, are in the dragon, but it's not visually showing you both of them so that means the other one is the incomplete dominant trait and it still carries it um, and can produce leatherbacks so I'm not going to get too deep into that but now we're going to get into um, does anyone have questions I I see you know we got quite a few people in here have I lost anybody Uh,
1: am I still seeing the comments the last comment that I just got right now was uh, Valentine, join. Is that what you see? I keep looking, but like nothing is loading on my end.
0: All right, I just want to make sure uh, we're not losing anybody. No one was like recessive. What? So leatherback uh, is it can be recessive, also known as incomplete dominance. Um, and now we're going to talk about some codominant traits or co-dominant genes. Right? So leatherback is co-dominant. Um, you only need one and co-dominant just means that you only need one parent to carry the gene
1: so this um, visual to animal growls,
0: to produce visuals. So if you have one leatherback and you're pairing you're gonna produce leatherbacks. If you have um, one dunner in your Um, pairing, you're going to produce dunners. Both of those are are co-dominant. Also, the genetic stripe. Um, If you have one parent that is genetic stripe, and you breed it to another dragon that is not genetic stripe, you still have um, you still can produce genetic stripes. And Uh, I believe
1: it's 50% offspring. Correct or no? What was that? I believe
0: it's a 50%
1: spread. Like, let's say you have a, a normal scale. Let's say you have a a non-genetic stripe or a non-dunner dragon with, uh bred bre- with the dunner. I think it's fifty
0: percent offspring. Yeah, like, it's supposed uh, to be because it's, it's codon- so they're both gonna have you know a fifty percent chance of visually yeah. showing up in the dragon. Yeah. Um Doesn't always work that way. Sometimes you get more leatherbacks. Sometimes you get more normal scales. All uh, my g- clutches, I most of the uh, the
1: hatchlings come out g stripe. I don't know if it's a g stripe thing or what, but most of them, if i breed um, a clutch of g stripes 80% of them end up being g stripes so i don't know if that's just a my and, luck
0: and the the uh, the reason i'm not going to talk about like thunderbolt or whatever is because yeah, all of are <laughs> red together to make an even better looking genetic stripe so it's still a genetic stripe guys it's just a nicer looking genetic stripe so um Yeah, nothing ever happens the way it's supposed to, right? 50-50. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, Really, all you can do is come up with an equation, and then at the end of the day, hope that your math was right, and that's how it works out. Most of the time, it doesn't work out like that, though. Um, So, we went over, like, so leatherbacks and dunners, right? Those are both co-dominant traits. Um, but if you breed a leatherback to a dunner, um, you can have both of those traits show up. So you can, you'll have a leatherback dunner. That is possible. Um, also, I just wanted to touch on that. So you can have two co-dominant traits visual at once. Um, and yeah, so recessive, both parents have to carry the gene co-dominant only one parent has to carry the gene and if it's a carrier if the dragon is carrying the gene it's considered a het or heterozygous now when you're breeding and you start uh, a lot of people will be like or they see the dragon is 66 percent het or it's 50 percent het or it's 100 percent het um so when you breed a visual to a head or or let's let's start off with the easy one. Het to het. Yeah. So if you do het to head, one out of one out of four of your dragons is gonna be visual,
1: right? Or sure. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So one one out of four should be visual. So if it's visual for whatever gene that you're breeding for. Um, then you already know it carries the gene. So now you have 100% these three dragons that you have left equal your 100% of your equation, right? So each one of these is 33.33% of the rest of your equation. If you have three dragons left and they both or all three of them are 33%, Two of these dragons are going to be carriers. One of them is not. You don't know which one because of the incomplete dominance, right? So the you can't see what is going on, but you know that you got three dragons, and two of them are visuals. One of them is not. So that's where the sixty-six percent is. So thirty-three for this dragon, thirty-three for that dragon. That's 66% chance that you have of breeding these three dragons and producing visuals. So out of the three dragons that you have, you know two of them are carriers and you know one of them is not. You have a 66% chance out of those three dragons to um, prove two of them out. And then once you prove them out, they're now 100%. So um, if it was 66%, and you bred it, and it produced visuals of whatever gene that you're trying to get, it's now 100% heterozygous for whatever gene that was because yeah. you proved that it is a carrier, not, I just got my first COVID vaccination. Today. Thanks, no, Oliver.
1: vacation today. It says vacation.
0: Oh, COVID vacation. Got my first. <laughs> I think you meant vaccination, though.
1: Shit, I'll take a COVID vacation.
0: Got the first COVID vacation. I didn't get one of those vacations. All right, guys, so that's the 66 and um, the 100%, right? So, And then if you also have a dragon that is visual and you breed it to a non-carrier of the gene, all their babies will be 100%. Um, het. so they will carry... Yes, the human vaccine. (laughs) They'll carry the gene, but not visually show it. So that means they're 100% het. Um, Where you get 50% is when you breed a visual to a het. Um, Now you have two dragons that are um, visual, and you have one dragon that's het, one dragon that's not visual. So now it's you have a 50-50% chance out of the two dragons that are not visual of hitting one that is actually carrying the gene. So the only way you can produce a 50% is a visual to a het. The only way you can produce 66% is <laughs> head to het. And um, the only way you can produce a, an entire clutch of 100% heads is a visual to a non-carrier.
1: Yeah. And then I'm sure people have seen uh, my dragon is 25% or I've even seen 12%. All that is is every time that that dragon has been bred, it hasn't, like, it's, it's kind of like goes its way down, right? Is that how it works?
0: Yeah.
1: It goes from a 66, then it goes to a not a what? 50. I'm trying to think
0: all there is is 50
1: 66 and 100. No no no, I don't know what I'm saying. No, because there's even 25% heads that I've seen.
0: You saw someone say 25% heads?
1: Yeah, and and pretty much how it is is that pretty like the the dragon I forgot how it was explained to me, but pretty much the dragon hasn't been proved out. So every time like let's say the parents so let's say for example, you have a I'm going to lose people on this, but I'm trying to remember how it was to me. You had a 66% head and then you bred that to, you know, uh, whatever, a, a non-whatever-the-het-is dragon, and then those offspring are considered blank, and then you keep doing that. Does that make sense? Uh,
0: so, so you're, getting, you're, you're,
1: you're dwindling your put, odds of being het. So
0: if the dragon is 50, 50% head and it has never proved out that it's het for whiplets, right, or it, if it's a hundred percent het, and it's bred to another dragon that's visual, you're still you're not gonna produce twenty five percent. I think that's where what they were saying. So if you have one dragon that's a hundred percent het, right, and you breed yeah. it to another dragon that's not visual, um, it's still gonna it's gonna be a fifty percent still.
1: I forgot where I, I heard that or what I read, but I went on a rabbit hole with somebody or some article and like I was reading about 12%. I'm like, what the hell?
0: So uh, what they're saying is like a, a dragon that's 66% never proved out, bred to a dragon that's a non-carrier that that, that you still have a chance of that, the offspring. Being, but by the time you get to that, you're just wasting your time and money. Like you one hundred not even- 100%. Uh, getting that that far off of, uh, of track.
1: Oh, I got you. Okay, so I'm not crazy. I know so I, I talked to, time to time. somebody or something.
0: But um, I, uh, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think it gets below 50. But if you start getting into into some crazy, those were like some crazy numbers, 12% like that. So, yeah, I don't know where I don't know, I forgot who it was or what I was reading, but
1: I was like, I would not buy a dragon that's 12% hat for something.
0: Coco Carr, thank you for the badge bought tonight. Um we got twelve dollars race tonight. We're almost to eight hundred. Um, but so uh hybridizing, right? And that's not that's not breeding a trait. Sometimes you don't get like if you breed a a Barbada, to a bit to set you're not going to get necessarily 50 percent right down the line right like some dragons will take more from others and you you might get some crazy percentages like in that but when it comes down to traits it's pretty uh black and white uh if you put your stuff into a punnet square and go through it that's gonna explain everything to you that's going on and if You guys don't know what a Punnett square is? It's literally a square with four boxes. Four boxes, yeah. Then uh, use an uppercase letter for a a codominant gene and a recessive gene. Use a lowercase number or letter. And uh, each dragon has has two traits that it carries on. Um, Fill out your square. Figure out what you're going to produce. Hopefully, right. Um, I've had babies that a couple have one clear nail and the rest dark. No idea what's going on there.
1: I've heard Crystal that.
0: exotics, thank you for the badge. Um I mean I've heard like crazy things like one black eye, one colored eye. Yeah. Um, but like there there was a a few crazy things going on that we didn't touch on. Like like Paradox, I I'm not even experienced enough to. We need like KP's creators on or some someone producing a high volume of those to like explain that to you what's going on there.
1: Yeah, he explained it that day, and I still didn't really understand. In my opinion, and
0: from what I understand, it's just like that. You're just it's a luck of the
1: draw. Like, you kind of can't really breed for it. The only way to breed for it is if you have a if you have parents that can that continuously produce paradoxes. Then clearly, whatever they have going on makes the the.
0: Death, Defect.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: Thank you everybody for purchasing badges tonight. Remember all the badges purchased through February on our lives are going to be donated straight to US ARC on the 1st. Um, I actually meant to donate everything from the live the other day where we did the, the fundraiser. I didn't know that Instagram only pays you out on the 1st and the 8th. So it was past the 8th. I was unable so I, w- I won't get paid out for that. Uh, until the first, once they pay me out for all my badges, um, going straight to USR to help them with the big fight so we keep all of our animals. And uh, for those of you guys that are just tuning in that didn't know, tonight is our big 50th episode. Damn. Big 5 love. We're 50 episodes strong. Crazy. We're on our second year. Yeah, I know. It's so crazy. Do a Paradox cast with him,
1: please. We have one with him.
0: <laughs> KP is- He's a he's, he's a, a busy, busy man. <laughs> I had to, I had to lock him down like 6 months ahead of time last time I got him on the podcast.
1: <laughs> well, you uh, can I check out the guys. other one. He, he he touches on it briefly without giving his secret his secrets to it.
0: Yeah, Mr. producing 40 of them a year. He doesn't want to Uh I don't I don't know the answer guys. I just produce the most of them out of everybody.
1: <laughs> Sorry, it's going to get loud again. I'm going to be myself real quick.
0: Oh, yo, sorry guys. I was studying for my exam. No worries. Kelly, thank you for the badge. Man, we're it's crazy tonight. So, uh, so far we have raised $773. So we are uh, $27 away from hitting the big 800 for a donation to Art. So thank you everybody. We got five supporters in the in the chat tonight. I appreciate it guys. Um, You guys help us out tremendously. Uh, I hope everyone, if you guys have any questions uh, about polygenic traits, recessive genes, codominant genes, or anything else that we talked about on tonight's live, please um, drop it in the comments. Let's talk. We got 14 more minutes. If you guys got any questions, ask Josh what his favorite food is.
1: Anything, another badge.
0: Uh, Native MX Revolutionary Party bought a badge. Appreciate that. Thank you guys, everybody supporting it. Uh, this this month it means more, um, than it than it would any other month because we are donating it to U.S. Art. Um, a lot of you guys don't know, uh, they are fighting for us to keep our rights to have reptiles, um, exotic animals, fish, birds everything right now because uh you know we're trying uh, people are trying to take our rights away um,
1: yeah and, and people think it's you know it's like crazy exotic animals and and stuff i mean this if this passes this is pretty much the only animals that are safe are like dogs cats
0: uh think, right if, if stuff they, like that like, like start it's start with kind of, exotic, right you know start with the, the more crazy ones Um, what's to stop them from going after my chickens or going after my ducks? Um, Like my my African bullfrog I have, that thing can probably survive anywhere that stays pretty warm, right? Um, And the the problem is is a lot of people are thinking, oh, you know, my state, it's fine. It's federal. So if your animal can survive in Texas or Arizona, then it's going to be banned, unfortunately, because it can survive in the U.S., um. So, uh, right now, you know, um, it may not. Like so, pit bulls, rottweilers, uh, doberman pinchers, like a lot of those animals are banned, right? Um, they they're not banned. They're just. Dogs. Oh yeah. no, bro! Like, if you want to rent a place, that's just banned. Like.
1: Bro. No, no, no. I'm saying it, it not banned. Like you can't own them. You're just restricted. That's a better word I don't, to say.
0: I don't know. I think some states actually don't allow you to own like uh, certain maybe. certain breeds like Doberman, Pinchers, and Rottweilers. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Don't quote me, but I believe, right? So they just started going after <clears throat> specific breeds of dogs um, like they are right now. They're going after um, the exotic pet trade, right? And a lot of people are like, Oh, well, we'll go underground and we'll fight it. But it's like, we shouldn't have to hide what we do, um, you know. Or get arrested we're not for selling it. Selling drugs, guys. We're breeding animals, and most of us take care. Um, you know, uh, like Brian Barchek said, like uh, veterans use this for their PTSD. You know, a, a lot of people use animals for for different reasons besides breeding, animal education, um, pe- helping people with their PTSD, anxiety. Like, there's so, so much more to exotic animals than just keeping and breeding, right? Yeah. Um, so no one should be in charge of that except, you know, us or the states. Um, I think it being at state level where they have control over it is better. We can vote for stuff through state a lot better than we could, you know, federally. Federally, it's a lot bigger fight. Um, and federally, it's a lot Bigger band, right? Like if, yeah. if Florida bans tegus, that doesn't affect me here in California. But this band affects us all over the United States, guys.
1: Um, yeah, but so what? What, what people understand is especially with the tegus, like, ever people say, "Oh, you know, whatever, uh, Florida." I, I you know, I live in Texas or I live in whatever California. I don't care about what is going on in Florida. But most of the big breeders that breed tegus are in Florida, so. There you go. I mean now who you're gonna get your tegus from. Especially the what are they called? The the uh what are the ones that, that uh uh Crutchfield breeds, the uh
0: what, the iguana iguana, the green iguanas?
1: No, the uh the, the tegus. Him and um
0: The ice underground.
1: Tegus? What are they called?
0: The ice tegus, the blue ones?
1: Yeah, they're like purple or blue and stuff like that. Like most of
0: those animals are,
1: are I mean you can't really do anything with them now besides microchip them and you know wait until they die, and then you're kind of done. So, people are are so quick to be like, Oh, I'm not affected, I don't care. but in reality, everybody's affected by these big uh bans or restrictions,
0: yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, like I think New York has some like crazy pet restrictions, right? And, like, what animal's honestly going to survive in New York if it got out? Like, I don't – I don't really yeah. any would. Um, but that should all be controlled by the state. And then you should be able to um, at least have some type – even if they were more along the regulations of it and made people get more permits or whatever, like, I'm totally fine with that. Like, permits yeah. are cool because when you pay for stuff like that, you're also supporting – um, the hobby, you're also supporting fish and wildlife, right? And, and together, um, fish and wildlife isn't always educated on, like, bearded dragons or whatever. They, they're more like gun safety, fishing laws, stuff like that. So when uh, we can come together with um, some type of committee like that, you know, like the fish and wildlife, the law enforcement or whatever, in a positive way instead of, like, negative, like... This Lacey Act is ridiculous. Like, if you really read it, it is so ridiculous. I, I don't even understand how it got to where it is right now.
1: Well, it's also with with that law. Like, if somebody that um, sits down and actually reads the law, like itself, like the whole thing, it's it's a hard read because there's a lot of like there's a lot of yeah,
0: verbs understand that are hard
1: be. to understand. <laughs> So people are like, oh, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. But, like, if you were to sit down with, a, like, a lawyer or somebody that's educated enough to explain, like, how these laws are written and, and why they use certain phrases and words, like, it's, like you said, it's pretty fucked up.
0: It is. And it's and it's extreme. So
1: um,
0: if, if me, you know, most of my dragons are sold here in California anyways, right? Um. But that would just kill the pet trade, period. So even if I was breeding and selling to pet stores that were here, selling local, that nothing was passing state lines, like where's the 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 pet trade gonna go when people can't get any more animals? You know, well,
1: like not even stuff that. You, what
0: we have in our, in our states. Well, it's not even that, but like also like especially with certain breeds,
1: like we only have a certain amount of bloodline within the state or within the even the U.S so then when you can't move those certain you know different lines um, throughout the states or throughout the US or whatever you start getting a really bad like inbreeding um, problem because everybody's related somehow because you can't get any new uh, fresh blood in you know what i mean and that's with everything yeah. i mean even it's with roach you want to have fresh blood lines
0: dgr exotics thank you for buying a bats tonight you guys got us up to $40.79 um,
1: we already broke
0: the eight hundred dollar goal, so we're gonna be donating right. eight hundred plus dollars on the first to USR. But um, Yeah, so we kinda got kinda got off topic. If anybody's got questions about uh, Porn, traits, uh <laughs> recessive genes, co dominant genes, guys, please drop some questions in the live. Uh, we'll be on here for six more minutes at least, answering any questions you guys got. Um, we kinda got sidetracked with uh, the exceeds act and or the the exceeds bill or god damn it why do i always say exceeds
1: yeah oh, yeah oh. no i mean man but honestly i mean i think it's a valid um conversation to bring up especially when people that are are you know sending money you know you want them to know where their you know their five or ten bucks is going to um it's it's one thing to just hear about something talk about it but it's one thing to actually know like hey, you know, my five bucks is going for something that may affect me in a year or two or three or whatever, if it ever does yes. um, affect us. Thank you, High Desert
0: I mean? for the badge. Um, yeah, and so, like, guys, I, I'm i I'm not a dumb person, right? But I know that I'm not smart enough to read everything that's going on in the competes, not exceeds, the competes bill or the Lacey Act, right? Yeah. But U.S. ARC does have a bunch of people in their army that is smart enough and knows how to fight that. And that's why uh, we did the fundraiser the other night and that's why we're donating all of our money that we make through badges this month to them to help them out. Um, That's the only thing that I can see uh, putting this money towards that makes sense, right? Like they're fighting the big fight for, for us. So my way to support them in that fight is financially they, they need a lot of money to pay lawyers to do all of that. Um, talk about the het visual x visual pairing that you posted the last time. Um, so you're talking about the whole the whole chart. So we kind of went through recessive genes, what you'll produce. So remember, the only way you can get 50% heads is from a visual to a het um pairing so are you, are
1: you talking about a like let's say for example uh a, a hat trans versus a visual trans greetings that we're talking about
0: oh are you talking
1: are you asking crystal or me no asking crystal just so we're clear because it says, talk about the het visual. Tell yeah, you. like
0: the most controversial thing with, with the trans gene is people breeding um, visual to het. Right? And uh, totally fine if you know.
1: The breeding was a head to head. Where
0: your visual came from. If your visual came from a head to het pairing and it was produced by two het. And then you now breed that to a het trans, you will most likely be fine right but if you don't know don't take that risk so when i originally put out the the chart of all the genes and how you should them and why you should that was for people getting into weird dragons that is not for people like tracy or people like josh or people like john at extreme dragons that was for people that this is their first maybe even fourth year of breeding and they want to know more about genetics and how to do it properly you know with the best of luck and not having any complications or as little complications as possible so when breeding the trans gene I always tell people I think you should do head to head there's no problem with head to head if you do a visual to a head you're just asking for more visuals right that's all you're trying to get is more visuals out of the parent. So really, who's the bad guy—the one who breeds the head-to-head to produce better genetic quality animals, or the person that produce or that breeds the visual to head to get more visual animals that are event that are um, you know going to be more money at the end of the day, right? They're going to be worth more because you're producing more visuals. Which
1: um, I mean, have have you seen a? a- a, de- a slight decline in uh, trans dragons, like for sale wise. Like I feel like people, are crazy as they were for trans, that they were. Like I'm seeing a lot of people that are like, "Hey, do you have dragons that have no het or no visual trans?" Like I don't know, at least me.
0: <laughs> so, so someone said, "What are trans the trans thoughts?" Right? I don't have thoughts on trans the trans, but I can tell you guys what I have seen. Right? What I have seen myself um, firsthand, not me, I did not breed it, but I've seen people who bred trans to trans together and babies were born with their feet backwards, Um, no feet, missing toes, um, babies that just didn't survive. Um, There's a lot lot going on neurologically that, that doesn't always show itself right away you know, and not even in the six weeks that you keep the dragon before you sell it. Sometimes it doesn't pop out for a year and stress it, um, causes it or something like that. You never yeah. know um, with, the, with the trans gene, right? But you should never do visual to visual um, with any recessive genes. You're just going to accept hypo. Hypo is literally the only one you can do visual to visual. Most other, you will have um, a ton of neurological problems. You'll have a, a ton of um, low birth rate, uh, birth defects. Um, so it's just not something that you want to learn firsthand. Take everybody else's experience on that one and just don't, um, you know, don't, don't try to do it yourself and figure it out because one, you're just going to find out what everyone's been telling you is true. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm for all people doing their own experiments with, with their animals,
1: um, which is fine, and and all that stuff. But what I have a problem with is people that, you know, let's say, you know, hey, I'm going to do trans trans. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it, right? You have trans and trans, and you have, let's say, you have 20 babies. Do you plan on keeping those 20 babies for the rest of their life um, and, you know, seeing how they are? Or are you going to just say, hey, I got a dragon for sale. He's trans. I want 300 bucks for him. You know what I'm saying? Then I, I kind of have my things you're like listen you have no idea what that dragon you know is gonna look like when it gets older how it's going to act what what it's going to produce uh, if it even can produce it's just one of those things like if you're going
0: to you know to find out what's that? even if you're specific even if you wanted to do a scientific experiment and you were giving the animals away right you didn't keep all 20 of them but you gave them away for free and disclosed what the pairing was and what possible problems they could have is the only way that i would see it even being a responsible yeah experiment right but i know so um so many people have yeah, already was done it, it.
1: was it um was it tammy that was saying that you know back in the day you know because they you know she has been doing this for a very long time that they used to experiment and they're the main you know pioneers that figured out hey you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that But she did say that they kept all their offspring to you know for to to watch them to to figure out what what's going on with them what you know the possible risks are of doing it so stuff like that i mean if it's for research and you're going to take care of the animals and be responsible for it um then you know i mean
0: it definitely didn't uh all the information on trans and all this stuff didn't just pop out of out of thin air right yeah um People have already bred them, and, and, and this isn't back in, like, probably, like, 2006, right? So, we're talking almost 20 years ago. So, when people now are like, oh, well, what happened? These people have been answering that question for 20 years almost, and they don't want to break it down to, you like, what, it, what exactly happened when they did it. They just tell you, don't do it. You know, you're going to have problems. And most people um, just, like, want to remake the wheel. They're like, oh, well, this person didn't do it, but I can do it. Watch. You know? But um, it's just going to its gonna have negative effects. Yeah. Don't you do it?
1: Somebody uh, brought up another question, um, which they answered it already. Can you pair a visual zero to a visual width to get 100% hat Weero?
0: Thanks. Yes. I, I don't work with either, either
1: zero or Wiros. Um I just, I just personally don't, and um, for some reason, I just don't like that that pairing. Which I know people do it successfully, and that's how you make weirdos or whatever. Um, I'm just not a fan of of that for Actually,
0: some reason. So, if you want to make weirdos, right, you would have to um, you would have to have a zero and a whiplets breed, and then you'd have to have a whole separate bloodline of wits and zeros breed and then you'd have to breed their offspring yeah. and you would only get you know a few euros some wits some zeros in a mix of um, heads and then you know then it gets tricky like what are the heads het for then you have to prove those out they can be possible heads for zero and wits so it gets crazy bro um, what are others you should not breed Leatherback, so leatherback. Zero to leatherback. Zero, uh, zero to should should never be bred. I i not want want to say leatherback to leatherback, right, right it's more of a preference. Like, silkies are still a healthy animal, right, but they do take a lot of extra care to keep them healthy. Um, most of them are born with no problems, though, besides the the eye issues. issues, you you too too a light, um, they of a cut because they a very – they Um, soft thin skin you have to moisturize them so there are some downs to it but for the most part it's just a super version of of uh, a right so you're not gonna there's not it's not nearly as bad as any of the other ones not nearly as bad as trans to trans or trans to um, het wero to wiro, you don't ever want to do that. No whiplets to whiplets. That's just going to give you problems. Even even dunner to dunner. Um, leatherback to leatherback can be done to create silkies, right? But you do not want to do dunner to dunner. There's a ton of problems that um, come from dunner to dunner.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fan of the leatherback to leatherback just because when you have to baby uh, a lizard that's literally supposed to be one of the hardier lizards, and you have to put lotion on it and all this other shit to keep it alive. Um, I, me, personally, I don't think it's ethical. And like you said, they, some of them, are, I guess, are healthy. But, I mean, when you have to, you know, change the lighting and you have to, like, you know, they shed like shit. You know, they start missing fingers and they start doing this. I, I feel like you're doing more harm to the animal as it as it grows than, than you are just not breeding it. And, again, that's just my personal opinion. Um, I don't agree with silkies at all um, or breeding for them. Uh, But, again, that's just my personal opinion.
0: I mean, so so that could go for for any gene, though. I mean, like, honestly, all these genes are mutations at the end of the day. So it's not like we're not breeding for the better of bearded dragons or we would be breeding wild bearded dragons if we were doing that, right? We're trying to get the strongest bearded dragons that visually show awesome morphs or – Um, Genes, but if if the if the gene or whatever you're doing actually produces like sick animals, like neurological problems, that's something you shouldn't do. Like, I don't recommend that you breed leatherback to leatherback, but the animal is healthy, and as long as you actually take care of it, it's totally fine. You just have to; it takes extra care. Yeah, uh, you're you're talking about.
1: yeah. I, I, I get your point of it. Like as far as like the animal is is yeah, I, I get that part. I just I just feel like on the I'm on the other side of just like I'd rather just not do it. It's just it's just more bullshit on the animal. You know what I mean? It's like some other breeds I
0: personally that... wouldn't do it because I don't want to take care I don't want to take on that responsibility. Yeah. Um, I just don't want people to think like like ethnically that that's your own battle to fight. But um it's it's a healthy animal at the end of the day. Ethnically, should we do it, uh, I'll let you guys decide that for yourself. Um, but thank you guys for everybody tuning in tonight to the only Bearded Dragon podcast that matters every Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, man, it's the 50th episode. Can you believe it? We crazy. made it to a year and a half ago, we were talking about how are we going to make it to episode five, and we're we're... 45 episodes later, we're at 50. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Uh, everybody that bought a badge, so we got 12 badges purchased tonight. Let's see how many donors we got real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'll give you guys a shout out too. I don't know why I'm just counting. So we got High Desert Dragons, TGR Exotics, Kelly Schultz 16, his mocha. Full-Blooded Dragon, 1932, Native MX Revolutionary Party, uh, Crystal Clear Exotics, Coco Car, Cool Dragons, and my wife, Mrs. Red Zone Reptiles. Appreciate <laughs> everybody for uh, purchasing badges tonight. We raised almost $45, and we broke that $800 um, donation that we were really shooting for. Um I hope everybody has a great night, and if you have any questions about anything that we touched on, polygenic traits, recessive genes, codominant genes, what heterozygous means, 66%, 100% heads, 50% heads, any of that, guys, please hit up me and Josh in the DMs, or watch the video back over. I'm pretty sure we touched on everything, but if we didn't, please, our DMs are always open, and have a great night until I see you guys next Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Go ahead
1: and see us on out, Josh. All right, guys. See you guys next week. Hopefully, I'll be able to make it. Uh, if, for those of you guys that don't know, I'm in school, so my schedule is really crazy. Uh, but I'll try to make it next week. And thank you guys for watching like always. And uh, We're always here to help. So, see you guys next week.
0: Thank you, guys.